Welcome back to Latchkey Lancers. Last session, our players went toe-to-toe -to -toe with some enemy mechs that were apparently trying to make off with a container of unidentified goods. They did, however, find that the container belonged to KGI, whatever that is. Although the leader, Kion Winters, managed to get away, they did take out one of his comrades. After the brutal fight, Glasgow returned to the main deck of the ship to get medical treatment and rally the crew. Sugar and Script, on the other hand, made their way up to the bridge of the forward meteor, only to find that it had been mostly ripped apart in a bloody massacre. This session, we rejoin Sugar and Script as they are slowly engulfed in foam and trying their best to fix the trajectory of the forward meteor before it's too late. So, uh, Sugar was in a much uh, worse way than Script last session, uh, barely hanging on to consciousness, uh, drifting in and out, and uh, almost entirely uh, covered in this slowly cementing foam uh, script. On the other hand, uh, just watch her fire off a couple of rounds over towards the data table over there. It does appear that the second round that was fired did a pretty good job of decimating the data table as uh, pieces, parts, debris uh, shattered off of the table. It flickered uh, slowly away as if it was turning off or malfunctioning. Uh, the systems around start to hum back to life and function, uh, at least the ones that weren't outright destroyed by gunfire, that is. Uh, multiple screens come to life along with a single voice. This is Spindle Commander Ashton Fay. Correct your course immediately or you will be fired upon. This is your last warning. And uh, at this point, you know, from previously you can see uh, kind of down towards the planet or the, the curvature of the planet itself. Uh, you can see more clearly now since you're more closely, uh, more, more close to it, uh, what appears to be a space station in low orbit around Pollux. However, it is connected by a tube uh, that, uh, you know, some kind of tubing or something that descends to the planet's surface. It's kind of hard to tell from here, but that's, uh, that's pretty much what's going on. Uh, script, you've got the initiative here. Uh, what's the, the game plan? Oh, goodness. I've got a, a dying comrade in my arms and a space station. Either Lime's about to get plowed through by this ship or we're going to get fired on. This is a conundrum. First and foremost, is that like coming from just parts of the bridge or is it like tapped into the uh, intercom? Is there like a like a red Batman phone I can pick up and talk back to this person? Where am I at to make contact with what I'm assuming is the planet's defense force? So from my understanding, uh, where you all were positioned before was basically inside the doorway to the bridge, like just enough to have a shot at the data table and not like fooled on in that, that open space, you know? So how I pictured it is you all are basically shoulder to shoulder, you know, a little more than shoulder than shoulder apart. Uh, and there are screens flickering back to life and they all basically just showing red alerts everywhere, uh, the screens that are on and functioning. And then there is just that central uh, like command desk at the center of the bridge. And you see that there is a face on that screen, although it is kind of like fuzzy and flickering in and out like a, a bad TV antenna signal. 
uh, and that's about where it's coming from. Okay. So, that, so kind of like the the signal is being broadcast to the forward meteor. Was that your question? Yeah, just just kind of the in in the fashion of how I could respond to them, um, but. Sugar comes first because I know she's going to help me out in the long run here. Um, can I find where her suit is hissing from? Uh, can I, you know, if, if it's a tear in the knee or something going on, there's a crack in her um, helmet. Can I quickly try to find out where this is happening? Sure. Uh, from Sugar's uh, position, she can't really uh, tell, but. Uh, you have access to a lot of her uh, right side and uh, uh, her backside, I, I guess, uh, because the foam is actually approaching from the front left, uh, just to give you all a vague uh, positioning. Uh, so you do have ready access to yeah, about 70% of her suit. Okay, uh, then I'd, I'd like to, I, I guess try to pull her along uh, towards the foam, and while I'm doing that, I want to try to find where that tear is. So, to clarify, you are trying to pull her, to, to, to push her further into the foam? Oh, are we like in like um, knee level or something of that effect? So, it's basically... I want to get access to the foam. Here, here's my idea. If I can find out where this uh, tear is in her suit, I'm going to take that foam and smear it up there. I mean, that's to me, that's basically just insulation. Uh, hopefully that'll create a seal and keep her stable until we can get back to some sweet, sweet oxygen. Okay, so fair enough. The, the point of this foam, it's basically a quickly expanding and hardening uh, concrete, basically. It, it is, its purpose is to seal tears in the ship. Uh, so it finds the open points and then it solidifies very quickly. I mean, uh, functionally speaking, uh, you could just give her the big old boot head first into the pile of foam, no, and no, no. you know it's going <laughs> you know to around her. But right. sim- the important thing is that it is in a similar fashion to concrete. Uh, okay. That is what yeah. it is going to harden into. Uh, and just from the little bit that's surrounding your feet and stuff, it's already starting to harden, make it difficult to walk. It'd be reasonable for your character to quickly figure that out. So Don't. could you clarify for me what it is you were uh, wanting to do? Just pick some up and smear it in the... Yeah, I'll just start. Uh, I'll just start double scooping it actually, uh, with, with both hands, whatever, <laughs> and, and just rubbing it up or down her leg and be like... Sugar, I'm not trying to be weird, but I think you got to leave. <laughs> yeah, let's just start just taking just scoopfuls and just rubbing up and down her leg, up and down her arm. You know? and, and then all the while, just the, the voice goes, like, we will fire on you. Oh, I'm this going, is I'm your getting there, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Yeah, yeah. so uh, go ahead and, and roll your, your d20 with an accuracy because that's hilarious. I like it. Don't Han Solo me. <laughs> okay, well, I have a dirty 20 with no uh, no bonuses. Okay. Excellent. That will definitely do it. Uh, so, uh, Sugar, as Script is uh, rubbing up and down your, your legs and your, your suit all over the place, trying not to be weird, uh, <laughs> as it starts to harden, you do feel like you've lost a lot of mobility. Like, it's kind of difficult to move at this point. Uh, but your suit does begin to repressurize uh, what you believe is appropriately, and you're finding it a bit easier to breathe. 
can can we be doing this in front of that communication terminal like the whole time he's like we'll fire on you and i'm like just like scooping goop on a person uh, and yeah, then sugar you're the face you just go and talk to this man <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, uh, so keep in mind the front of this bridge is open you all do not have artificial gravity in this section so you all can oh, definitely yeah. like drift and be trying to scoop uh and do that just know that you're kind of in a precarious uh spot but yes absolutely would i know what to look for in terms of equipment to try and communicate back like you know like he mentioned the bat phone earlier but would i know what said bat phone looked like to try to tell him that we're you know the ship is under distress there's basically a microphone looking object sticking oh. out of the side of the screen and a big button under it uh is this like space skype space skype yeah you're able to figure it out pretty quickly okay then I'll, I'll go up to it. Hello? We're under attack. Hello? Can you help what, us? What, what is going on up there? We're under attack. I don't know what the hell is going on. Can you help? Yeah, I, I can direct you to slow your speed and or deviate course immediately. We will blow you out of space. No! No. I, I, oh, I'm just man. talking at your leg. How do we do it? How do we do it? How do we do it? How do we slow down? Please help just, us. How do you not? You're in the bridge. How do you not know what to Listen, do? Listen, I can't explain right now. There's no time. How do we slow the ship down? Well, I, th- there should be some sort of throttle or of, of something in there. And he's like kind of quickly brushed aside. And this much older gentleman uh not like grandpa level but you know like a very old like like a very mature great uncle uh generally like gray silvery hair he has a much more gruff voice he comes into view look there should be three pads right next to the screen you've got one for navigation one for uh one one for power and directive and then one for crew control that second pad there's two switches flip those two switches i'm looking around can I easily spot what he's talking about? Um, well, like I said, I'll ask you this question. Are your eyes open? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming that my, you know, the phone was, was coming in from the front. I'm assuming like the to, helmet I'd isn't like... To, like I'd like to think that I'm like slowly hardening below her and be like... <laughs> <laughs> like, like trying to point with like concrete hands. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, you know, as long as my helmet isn't uh, isn't all gooped up, I'm I'm looking around. Yeah, I was being extremely facetious. Uh, you, you can see <laughs> he is explaining exactly how how this uh, uh, this command module is okay. uh, laid I, out. I just don't know if I had to roll for such a thing. Okay, yeah, let's uh, let's roll a d twenty with uh, <laughs> with an accuracy because he's telling me exactly what to do. Maybe you're just too stressed and you roll a natural one and you just. Hit the detonate button. Uh, we'll <laughs> find out together. Right, okay. <laughs> That's a 15. 15 will do it. Name of the game is Beat or Meet 10. Uh, so you're able to quickly find those uh, two buttons that he was uh, talking about. Um, he waits for a few seconds for some kind of like affirmation that you've actually done what he's asked. Okay, I hit it. Now what? You should have a couple of prompts that come up on the screen directly to the side of this one that we're communicating on. Uh, One should be deactivate, one should be to adjust course. Uh, You want to adjust course. Oh, okay. So I 
Tap the screen. Tap the damn screen. Oh, okay, okay. I, I did it. Select the station. Just click and drag. You are about okay. five seconds from being shot out of the sky. Select the station. Uh, yep, done. Done. Okay. Is the ship, uh, the ship starting to slow down at all? There's I, little... I don't know. We're, we're kind of in a place there isn't much gravity. I, I can't tell if... I'm just floating in the background. It's just like... <laughs> like one of my hands is taped to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, after following a couple of these commands, you do notice that the ship starts to uh, rotate, slow down. Uh, the engines have definitely uh, shifted direction. Autopilot activated. And uh, after looking for a few more seconds, you do notice that on one of the side panels, a indicator that you had uh, barely noticed before is going from like a, uh, a wide open blaring red and it's coming back down to uh, an orange to a yellow to a green uh, like the, the speed indicator. Uh, you know like when you talk too loud and your microphone and your mic alert is going wild uh, it's in a similar fashion to that. So now you're back into the, the lower low green zone and you're slowly pulling into uh the space elevator. Okay, uh, yeah, the, right. wonderful. the ship is slowed down. Thank you. What's next? Uh, I, I guess fucking strap in. Uh, we're going to be boarding you all very quickly as soon as you pull in. Uh, are there any additional threats on board? I'm not sure. We encountered some some pirates earlier, but I don't know if they all left. All right. Anyone that you think uh, has weapons, you need to get on there and tell them to stand down immediately. We are boarding and we will be armed. We will shoot anybody on site that poses a threat. You need to find a way to communicate communicate that to the rest of the ship. Okay. It's the uh, first panel. Great. Say, I'll, I'll probably... <laughs> this is where like I finally bump into a wall. I'm like, oh, Look at that, the PDA pad. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I'll just I'll just hack in with uh, my data plating and just kind of give a generic, you know, broadcast. Well, okay, what are you broadcasting? Yeah, who should we say who was boarding the ship? Um, I don't the, know. If, if I'm hooking in here, I'm just going to look up and be like... <clears throat> And making like an audible boom, boom, on my own accord, because <laughs> uh, I don't know how to how how official to be. I'm like, boom. <clears throat> we've arrived at our docking station. The hazards are clear. For all those guests who are continually being armed, please lay down your weapons, and we will be serviced soon. Again, put down all weapons, and you'll be serviced soon. Thank you for boarding. Like okay. Like the side of the panel, <laughs> cruiser and Pollux. And I'll just cut it. All right, uh, and I'll let him know we just we just sent the message. Yeah, so the uh, the guy that was issuing you commands over on the other side, uh, the last thing that you had heard was uh, some kind of weapon that was being racked in the feed cut off. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no! Do you guys do you, do you think he's a pirate too? Are we? Did we just go from pirate to pirate? I'm I'm like glued to the wall. I'm like, it won't matter much now. What? <laughs> I mean, I, oh no! What sure, are we gonna do? Yeah, yeah, just guess we'll wait and see. I'm locked in. 
Okay, well, oh gosh, what about Glasgow? Oh no, and all these people? Uh, and, oh, I gotta get out of this suit. We, I don't know if we should stay here. This is, I, I can I can barely move and, and I don't know how long this, this repair, thank you by the way, but I, I don't know how long this is gonna last. Oh yeah, you should definitely get to somewhere else. I'll be fine, I think I've got enough oxygen. Okay, so am I just gonna leave by myself? Can you move? Barely, but yeah. Well, I'll stay with you on the intercom. I, I'm sure that an entire space station hasn't been taken down by pirates. I think they were just here for the- I don't know that. I, I don't know. I'm scared, Script. I ain't never done anything like this before. You just shot thermal explosive rounds into a bridge. How many people can say they've done that and then turn around and say they're scared? Oh, hell, it, it wasn't a person. There was no moving targets. I do that shit for fun back home, but this is different. Well, I think the old man who gave us those mechs surely be able to vouch for us at the very least. I hope he's alive. He looked pretty bad, and I didn't help him. I hope he made it. But I don't know. Yeah, you just left him to die, didn't you? <laughs> I tried to help him, and Glasgow said that we should just get a move on, so we moved on. <laughs> all right, well, if I can, I'm, I'm going to try to get out of this room with all this hard foam, get off, or get, get this, this suit off, and, uh, try to get some, quote, fresh air, uh, <laughs> on this ship. Is, is there a, I mean, we're not, the, the room that we're in, are, we're in the, the bridge, so is the bridge on, because of the, um, uh, hole that was previously here um are we in some kind of lockdown like can is it possible to leave or do we have to wait for something to reset is there a button to push that will open a door well i mean you all had made your way into the bridge and it was originally <laughs> closed uh so even though it's partially blocked with that hardening foam now i guess you, you could manage to uh, you, know, you know, like scrape your way past that foam and try to make it back into the, uh, you know, like the preceding hallways up to that point. But if there were anywhere on the ship to deactivate a lockdown, uh, you're probably in the place to do that. But I mean, uh, not Are you to, to do it ship wide or just to no, uh, I'm just, exit? I just want to, yes, exit this room because, you know, I'm in this suit that has been compromised and, you know, with, like, blocked up, cemented legs. I want to take this suit off. Yeah, you, you could uh, um, uh, scramble your way past that phone that's now hardened. It didn't quite completely do its job. There's still a hole for you to get through back into that hallway. And, uh, you, you know, you just have to... Uh, close that one door behind you and open the other one to repressurize that area but yeah you could you could do that okay 
Well, I'm. I, I feel like I. I know they said to not have any firearms, but I. I don't know. I don't trust them just yet. I mean, well, they did help us slow down the ship, so that's something. But then, why act like? They were gonna take over the place. I I don't know. It just has me feeling uneasy. Script, are you staying here? Yes, I'm staying here. I'm submitted to the fucking wall. Oh well, hell! I thought you were just doing that because you wanted to, man. And I will go over there and I'll try to rip them off, pull them off. Can I do that? Hmm. For those uh, viewers at home, my um, I don't have a conventional armor on. I have a stealth hard suit. It's very form fitting. I look fashionable, and it doesn't play well with quick quick preet. So I am very immobile in this thing, very easily. <laughs> um, yeah, you can absolutely try and uh, rip him out of that concrete. Uh, before you do, I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> How experienced are you with concrete? Uh, Probably not very much at all. Uh-huh. I'd say very uh-huh. much so in blowing it up. I mean, I do have thermite, um, so, you know, you know, it's gonna be a little toasty, but, um, you know, just look away. So, I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is risky. <laughs> uh, but you can absolutely Wait, try to... Wait, hold, hold on, before, before that, can I look around the room and see if there's, like... Um, you know, like one of those boxes break in case of emergency type situations, um, because maybe for this very thing, like a tool of any kind to try to pry him out of the concrete. Uh, you, you mean, is there like a, an ax? Like or a, a crowbar or some other kind of space age tool that I could use to pry with. Like a space crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a space crowbar. Yeah. Yeah. It has additional use. It's in the future, so it's inherently better. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, it, it, this is a, a game of chance. <laughs> let's uh, <laughs> Let's roll for it. Um, oh. meter beat 10. Okay. Has it been covered up by the concrete or is it on the other wall? I guess <laughs> you're actually right on top of it. It's a catch 22. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, I haven't rolled yet. I was just, unless I get a, <gasps> that's a natural 19. Hmm. Well, naturally, there's a space crowbar uh, that is, uh, you do see some kind of like a fire break box. Uh, that's pinned over there. It, it doesn't. It's not you know like all labeled red and screaming at you like please open uh, open me for life saving tools. Uh, but you know you do see those couple of caution strips and there's a a lock on there uh, and past the little viewport in there you do see that there are several useful items. Um, however, you do see that there is a lock on it. Oh well, can I just shoot that thing off? I would expect nothing less. Okay, so I do that. I shoot it <laughs> off. The lock, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it uh, it comes open, and uh, you're able to access the, the tools that you need. Okay, I'll take what I find and use them to pry him out of the concrete. 
Unfortunately, you rolled a natural one and the ricochet went directly into Scrip's skull. Billy, no. new character. No, <laughs> natural 19. No. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, so you're able to uh, scrape script off of the wall and actually uh, just in time because uh, you're able to see the uh, the space elevator, the, the space station side of the space elevator. Uh, I guess you could say there's a terrestrial side and a space side. Uh, it's been coming larger and larger into view. And now at this point, the... Uh, the forward meteor seems to be, you know, kind of minuscule in comparison. Uh, but you get script off of the wall just as you are starting your your final approach to the station, and it is uh, pulling inside. Docking sequence activated. Okay. Right, here. Well, at this point, I mean, I don't know how long it took me to pry him from the wall, but. Can we hear a commotion outside of maybe people with guns or more of the mechs that were attacking us earlier? So from the bridge, it's still eerily quiet, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming you all are making your way back down kind of towards the the, uh, the entry and exit Yeah, area we'll, we'll, we'll go the through shed. the little, you know, deep pressure where you can only step in, the previous door closes, some hissing, the new one opens, and then wherever, hopefully that We'll have oxygen in it, and we can kind of. Yeah, I mean, just take a in the bridge, you all are virtually dead to the world. Right. Uh, you know, with half of it being spaced, blown open and spaced. Yeah, uh, but if you're making your way back to you know the the normal uh, hallways and entries and exits, uh, it, it all eventually funnels to like the same place, right, where you get on and off the ship. Just like a cruise ship, there's plenty of places you can jump off or, or, you know, plenty of places you can go, but there's only one or two places where you're supposed to enter or exit the ship. Uh, so if you're heading that way, it does get louder and louder. There's more chaos. Uh, and as you get towards that, uh, I think it's called an embarkation point. I don't know. You, you get to the, the big door where you're supposed to leave the ship and uh, you just see dozens and dozens and dozens of what appear to be security officers boarding the ship uh, armed to the teeth. You know, I was on a, a ship like known as Flossed in Paradise and they had the same thing happen to them. Awful service. <laughs> Terrible. That sounds was the familiar. Ruby Rod? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. That was, was an, awesome there an opera singer? That was most of the time. I don't remember. I was like, <laughs> yeah. The tall blue opera super singer. Something yeah. with stones great, everywhere. Uh, yeah, that seems familiar. I think I read that once. Get me yeah, the stones. <laughs> so, so, no, I'll probably. Um, I mean, I, I want to play it cool, right? Inevitably, I'm still covered in foam, at least in some parts, you know, of whether it's pried off or not, I imagine I still look a little funky, so I won't try to, like, hide, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit down and call it a day and I'll, I'll swagger over to maybe, like, a mini bar or something and just kinda take advantage of the uh, lack of employees. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, like, no one there serving you and you just, uh, you know, helping yourself to a couple of drinks and, you know, maybe tossing in a, uh, uh, a cocktail umbrella. <laughs> What's the umbrella for? <laughs> oh, that, that's completely up to him. That was just a suggestion. Oh, I was asking oh, him. I would, I would, you know, it, 
aside from like a, a stoic or cold expression that I, my my face normally has, I would definitely indulge in that from where I've come from and what I've been through. Any sort of like little, you know, uh, Mardi Gras bead kind of thing I could put around my neck or a little umbrella in my drink, that's happening. I won't say anything about it, but it goes. <laughs> what, yeah, so I'm, what's, what's the umbrella for? What are you doing? In case it rains. What? People put umbrellas in their drinks in case it rains? I, I don't That's know, fancy wild. people. I'll fancy? put an umbrella in an entire bottle and just uh, go go to town with that. And, and I'm just kind of going with the flow now at this point. I'm sure, you know, the security detail has a, um, a protocol, you know, major access points, probably go to the bridge, you know, render aid, but security first. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, usher me wherever. It's a space station. I'm sure they're gonna do whatever they want. <laughs> Almost as if space stations are highly regulated uh, pieces of infrastructure. And that's no moon. <laughs> um, but yeah, in the uh, uh, after you make your drink and you, you sit down, you have a conversation with uh, uh, Sugar about the umbrella. Uh, you hear somebody come out from like over the around the corner from the bar. Uh, and you hear like the sh- shake, shake, shake of uh, one of those cocktail mixers. I, I don't remember what they're called. Do you know? A tumbler? Uh, yeah, that you mix the drinks up in. And uh, Daily Solomon is coming around the corner, uh, leaning heavily on the bar, but still focusing greatly on mixing his drink. He topples over a couple of uh, uh, trays, but you know, he eventually finds a glass. Uh, tips it back over, admires it for two or three seconds, uh, looks over at the two of you, is like, oh, you there. I imagine it went well. You're and alive! He just downs the whole drink, uh, the whole cocktail that he painstakingly made, limping on uh, only only one decently good leg at this point. I'm so glad to see that you made it. I was worried that maybe you hadn't made it, but uh, good for you. So what have you been up to? Because we've been through a lot. And speaking of things that didn't make it, I think your mechs are a little worse from wear. Not our fault. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, it's the name of the game. I know how it goes. Uh, as far as myself, just been hanging around. Found some found some painkillers. That helped a lot. Found some liquor. That helped more. Did you know that people put umbrellas in their drinks in case it rains? He kind of like side eyes at you like, what the fuck? I just raised my glass (laughs) in the background like, yep. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's great. It's a nice little thing there. I just, I've still been looking for Tim and Tom, my useless fucking employees, wherever they are. You're just, just looking out to the the crowd. Still not. And he just kind of shakes his head. He goes back down, starts to make himself another drink. Well, I, I imagine the uh, the KSS is going to have us wrapped up any time now. It looks like they're evacuating the uh, the forward meteor. So Who's, I imagine we'll be off here in plain side in no time. Who's the KSS? Oh, um, oh, what's the name of them? Uh... The, uh, gosh, it's so hard to pronounce. 
Uh, well, I imagine painkillers and alcohol might do that. Oh. Security? Yeah. Space station? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shatria Security Services or some, uh, some nonsense like that. KSS. Silent okay. K. Are they good or... Hmm? Yeah, they're the... Profiteers? They're the whole... Uh, they're basically a private security force. The whole plan has contracted them out for security. And you have employees yourself? Hmm? Just two, and they're fucking useless, he says, like, out to the... Just generally to the crowd again. Are they... Uh, I look over to try to find... Yeah. Are you in the tech business? Right. You and mechs. Hmm? Oh. Mercenaries. And he just kind of like tips a glass to you and then downs his second drink and puts his cup down. Well, I'm sure you've been in the game for some time. To be a mercenary as old as you are? And no offense, but... Hey, fuck you. I'd... I'm as young as the day I stepped out of my mother's womb. You know, I couldn't tell. But <laughs> seriously, that's a pretty penny, and... Well, when you see the damage that's been done to them, I can't afford it. And frankly, sir, I'm not going to pay it. <laughs> I dream of owning a mech, and it's not happening. Yeah, he uh, he he just uh, laughs heartily, and uh, he he just takes a whole bottle of liquor at this point, goes to cheer your drink, and like nearly knocks it out of your hand. And uh, oh, no worries, boy. I've gone through more mechs than. You are years old, I'm sure. And he's just taking, like, uh, uh, mixing components for cocktails, and he's actually just shoving them into the the bottle of liquor itself at this point, you know, like, just cramming slices of lemon and lime in there, pouring, like, half a bottle of grenadine in there and just swishing it around. Like, two or three or more of these, and I'm ready for a good nap. And a doctor. And a coma. Uh, and a right, coma. So- <laughs> Uh, sugar? Yeah, um, um, did you hear what he said? I mean, about his mama? She must be a big woman. Right. Well, Solomon, you said, Mr. Solomon, we mm, were to lose you. Planet side. Hmm. Where to? Hmm, well... Uh, this, uh, the station only goes one direction. Well, two directions. Up and down. Point being, it, it lands in one spot, it, like, burps, like it's halfway, like it almost wasn't a burp and it was almost something else. He, like, leans over on the bar heavily. He's like, <clears throat> only goes one place, two places. It goes one, we're, we're, we're going down. It's, uh, the Medallion Memorial Spaceport. Yep. What? But was that? What was your question? I, I'm sorry. I as soon as you said Memorial Spaceport, I, I started looking into the whole medallion and everything about. I uh, I get sidetracked sometimes. I've got cybernetics in here, and I kind of tap the the glass which is you know almost empty at this point kind of on the side of my temple a little bit 
Wait, you, you tap on your glass? Well, uh, your my, glass. my cup, yeah, uh, just to the kind of side of my temple. So I've, I've got that uh, that data plating and just the, the streams mm. of information kind of going through. As soon as you said that, I'm going to start researching it before I get there. Just, gotcha. uh, just a quick little research base, who to avoid, where to go. Also, where's the best noodles in town? Because <laughs> this whole thing, no noodles. Yeah, well, the uh, uh, d do you want to roll for how much information you're able to glean uh, pretty quickly or? Well, sure. Was there anything in particular that you're wanting to know actually other well, than basic information? Yeah, so there's the basic information. Uh, and again, I can't stress noodles enough. I'm very particular about them, but I would like to get some specific information about um, maybe if anybody knows of, you know, pirates operating the area, if, if it's more of a thing or not, or if there's like a gang situation plant side, you know, I, I guess I'm really new here, but specifically, um, you know, Kion Winters, I'm not going to be asking him by name, but Mr. Scary is obviously a topic of interest for me. And also this KGI, property of KGI, why would they attack an entire, you know, luxury cruiser yacht that's just shuttling us to a planet for a single container? That's important stuff, too. So I'd like to find some word on the street about that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I wouldn't mind rolling for it. Yeah, um, so I think word, word, on, word the on the street is one of the towns, right? Yep, that's what I have. Okay, Get gossip, excellent. news, or hearsay from the streets or a particular social scene. Well, because there's also downtime activities. Mm, okay. Have you looked into those? I have not. Uh, yeah, so that's a whole separate function uh, in Lancer. So it basically addresses the time in between combats and in between important scenes. Uh, basically the things that... Uh, players and their characters would do behind the scenes mm. to like actually I have a, justify I have a levels secondary up interest for that then mm -hmm. uh, but you know one of those downtime uh, activities is gather information okay uh, so I don't know if you want to save that for that and get a little bit more extensive information or more specific information than what you could provide with just a, a common role you sure. see what I'm saying I, I do. Um, although what just happened here is is, is obviously important, um, it is not Draxus's, um purpose here. And he is here in search of something more important, something his benefactor gleaned to him, and that is ultimately what I'll be spending my downtime trying to research. But in the time being, again, noodles <laughs> and property KGI, maybe Kion Winters. Just enough to kind of point me into the uh, the direction of why this ruckus is getting started or, oh, yeah, KGI, big time scientists. They developed some weird military stuff. You know, I don't know. That's the, just a little little snippet gossip I'd like to go for. All right. Uh, so it doesn't take. Uh, well, I guess go ahead and give me a roll. OK, I have a 16 with 16. 13, grit, plus the word on the street. Um, that's what I'm going with. Okay. So 
you are able to find that there are several restaurants uh, within the Medallion Memorial Spaceport. Uh, it is not, however, like a, a city or town itself. Uh, imagine it more like uh, an airport or a massive train station rather than Ooh, like its own okay. uh, thing. Uh, so from like a little map of the region that you were able to pull up quickly, you know, kind of like a Google Maps thing where like you, you, you Google Memorial Medallion uh, Spaceport and then a couple of like obvious pieces of information come up, right? One is its general location in relation to uh, other things. So the spaceport is actually uh, nestled in the mountain range that is north of Punta Caridad. Uh, the, uh, basically the, the mecca of this planet. Like the, this is the city on the planet, which makes sense because it has the space elevator, right? Like where else is gonna afford to do that if not the biggest city on the planet? All right. Uh, so you do find the noodle shop. Uh, you do find some of the basic information about the spaceport. Uh, nothing on Kion Winters. Uh, KGI uh, actually came back immediately. Uh, Keyhole Geologic Interest is the name of that company. KGI. I don't okay. know if you wanted a second to write some notes or something on that down. or. Oh, I am quietly typing... Uh, a storm up over here. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Keyhole geologic interest. Uh, hmm. Keyhole geologic interest. It's actually a well-known company. Uh, owns most of the uh, controls, I should say, most of the economy on this planet of all of the industry uh, and business in this sector, uh, not just on the planet, but like in this region of space, uh, they are the biggest business. Uh, they are a uh, mountainous industry. Hmm. Interesting. That starts to burn the question for me. Why have a shipment sent to yourself on a planet where you control most of everything export wise? That's peculiar. Are you saying this out loud? No. Okay. Then no, while you're, I, I am slurping noodles, and I just got like green eyes. Like I've got like extra data across the screen. Okay. Uh, then some of it's research. Some of it's just like a space tube. Hey, while you're that, doing the that, noodles are planet side. You don't have any noodles on the forward meteor. Sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> I think his his bubble was burst. But, uh, no, I was going to say then if he's just sitting there drinking his umbrella drink, um, I'm going to talk to Deluge and ask him a bunch of questions like, who's Tim? Who's Tom? Oh, why are they so useless? Well, I was like, fucking useless is what they are. <laughs> oh, and, <laughs> but why? What do you do? How long have you? And just be like really annoying and like asking him all kinds of questions about his business, even though I'm sure he's not going to want to give details. Oh, it's not that he doesn't want to. It's just he is less and less physically able to as oh. he is just pounding away uh, at the bottle. He's in a lot of pain. Uh, last time you saw his leg was literally twisted in odd and very sharp perpendicular angles. Uh, 
uh, he's in a lot of pain. <laughs> um, so he's going to like murmur here and there uh, less and less. You're like, oh, Jim, Tom, or we're twins and useless fucks. And he's just like slumping like lower and lower and like he finds a chair to like sit in. And uh, it's not too long. He murmurs something about like, oh, best, best, uh, best mercenary group in, in Quetzal's flight and beyond. And he's kind of like lays his head down on the counter uh, on, on the bar. And he's very quickly snoozing. <sighs> he's but, weird. Uh, <laughs> I'll turn over to turn back over to script and hey script what you doing it's so quiet uh yeah I gotta and I kind of blink a couple times and everything goes on pause and my pupils if you're close enough switch back to my primary color instead of the green data scrolling across uh just reading hey so what do you think of deluge um, I think he's pretty drunk. He's passed out. Well, it sounds like he doesn't like Tom or Tim. There's yeah. Three There's three of us. Speaking of which, where's Glasgow? You know what? I'm sure we'll find him planet side. I, you know, I actually can just kind of surf the web real quick. I'll be able to find him. No problem. Um, but there's three mechs. There's three of us. You think that old timer mercenary group might have just a little bit of work? These noodles are kind of on my credit card. What noodles? Okay, so there's this place down at the Medallion Memorial Spaceport. Okay, I've looked it up. It's kind of like to the left of the taco truck, a little bit past the fountain. Anyway, supposedly, as far as what they say, it's 4.4 stars. They have the best noodles there. Uh, You haven't had noodles? Um, no. Okay, Maybe. first place we're going next best thing to the little umbrellas oh yeah in case it rains in case it rains that's right um (laughs) but maybe we could use him for some work i mean he's coming here with registered mechs for a reason yeah well he's he's got a business he's a he's a mercenary he said and if he has a business he has money that's my point probably If he can't have two people who work for him follow him around, although they're not very good at their job, apparently. That's what he was saying anyway. You you piled that mech pretty good, so, you know, the better Tim. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm sure Tim and Tom are nice people, but uh, maybe, I, I I don't know. They're just not very good at their jobs. Well... Um, he's not one for talking much right now, so, you know, I don't know if you want to take him to go get help. I I can't, uh, carry him by myself. Or, um, I don't know, maybe those people with the guns boarding the station with the the KSS. They'll take care of it. Yeah, but... You know, Pollux probably has insurance or something in case of pirates he'll be taken care of and if anything he's done more damage to himself with all those pills and liquor but why are you here 
me? Oh, well, I... I kind of did some things back home, and... Mm, my dad kind of gave me the boot. <laughs> but, um, you know, I... I I think it's for the best, and um, I know my daddy loves me. He just wants, he just wants what's best for me. So you know, I I I can't really blame him for it. Kind of harsh. But um, well, Pretty. I mean, you know, sometimes things happen. But um, so anyway, well, I mean, I just told you, I I got I got the boot, and yeah. um. Don't go any direction. Why this little place? Well, you know the whole thing's owned by Keyhole Geologic Interest. I just read that they own like eighty percent of the planet. Oh, well, I, I'm really I, I haven't really been anywhere, so I I don't really know a whole lot of things about things. But, I'm, I'm like making two drinks, like with my back turned to you while you're talking. But like, no um, kidding, you don't even know about the little umbrellas. And I no, hand you a drink. Yeah, it's got two I, umbrellas in it. I didn't even know that it rained in space stations. It's so weird. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know foam hardened either. But here I am. I almost died. But anyway, <laughs> here's a drink, and here's to us, and here's to wherever Glasgow is. Oh shoot! Yeah, I hope he's doing all right. I hope he's okay. And so, in the middle of that uh, touching moment, we're like, "And here's to us." Uh, a couple of KSS officers come over, like, "Hey, you two, come with us." Hi. Are you the man I spoke to over the uh, communications device? Uh, there'd be like a pause, and he'd like. No. Get up and come with us. Uh, so, I, I, I didn't really get a chance to describe these KSS officers uh, in very much detail, uh, but these are basically like black garbed, armored. Um, they have helmets on that largely obscure their their face, you know, like space helmets. Uh, so you can't really tell what each person looks like unless you're basically pressing your face up against their helmet glass to get a really close fucking look at them. Uh, but I mean, kind of like stormtrooper armor, but like more sleek and conform to the uh, to the body. And then there's uh, very few emblems on them, but the one that is kind of broad is on the shoulder and is just simply KSS. Um, and each of them are armed with like a um, an, an M4 type weapon. I I get to my feet, but keep the drink with me. I will take a sip of this drink, and since um, Sugar's never had alcohol before, this look, as you can imagine, of anyone's first time drinking is just like pure disgust and grossness. Gag a little bit. Scrapped. What is it has that? two umbrellas. What is that? I'll I'll just kind of um, set my drink down and take hers. <laughs> yeah, 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 we're coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll look over at the two of you and then, like, 
gesture over at Deluge, like, you know, what's his deal? Oh, Old he man. had few too many, I think. He's, he's sleeping. Huh. He'll go over and, like, kind of, like, grab his shoulder and, like, shake a lot. Uh, but to no avail. And he just kind of, like, shrugs his shoulders, like, all right, you two, come with me. Is he dead? No, no, I don't. And he'll, like, look back over, like, I don't. No, I don't think he's dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Just check in. Uh, but basically, if you two go with the KSS officer, basically what they're doing is they are, um, they're rounding everybody up into uh, groups and escorting them down. What's basically a, a, a long um, a hallway of KSS officers off of the forward meteor and into the space uh, station, or, or the, the space elevator, I should say. Uh, and within the space elevator, it's much like uh, an airport. Uh, it, it's huge, it's massive. It's kind of like a, a small city in its own respect. Uh, but they are, uh, like I said, long lines of KSS officers. They've pulled out all the stops. Um, there's I, I guess what you could, uh, if you know about the size of a battalion, uh, multiple battalions of KSS officers are organizing this operation of getting everybody off of the forward meteor. But not only the forward meteor, they're staging them directly to the entrance of the elevator ports or the elevator pods uh, to take you planet side. Uh, now there's only so many pods and they are trying to get everybody on the ship down there as quickly as possible. Mm. Um, but that's the objective that's uh, going on right now um was there anything in particular that you were interested about the space side of the space elevator uh, no, feel, feel free to say no I mean, that's just that yeah, i don't yeah, want to push no. you along too quickly yeah i think i'm okay. good on that one except for like if it's just all kss then cool but there's no like sign that says like research and development district there's not like a I guess like a sciencey guy just like walking amongst them. Nothing like kind of, you know, it's like, oh, this might not just be a security detail. This might be something more. That would be the only thing that I kind of keep my eye out for is like, why is there an egghead amongst the mercenaries? Mm -hmm. At least from what you can tell, uh, because you are being so heavily monitored and escorted this these all seem to be security officers just at, of varying uh levels uh you know like you've got your general like uh footmen and then you've got captains lieutenants and but sure, they all yeah. seem to be of uh security forces there are some straggling uh civilians that are trying to go about their business like no like i just got up here i'm trying to fly i've got a flight out tonight it's like i'm supposed to be heading out and they're like get your ass in line you are going planet side uh, they're doing a full evacuation of the space elevator and there's uh, there's just an alcohol cup somewhere on the floor <laughs> as soon as it got done i was like well, i don't need this in my hand anymore <laughs> It, yeah, and that is not anywhere near uh, the KSS officers. That's uh, escorting your small group. Uh, you're you're nestled within a group of about uh, 
seven to ten other individuals just kind of like chunked in there. Uh, as you drop the cup and watch it like clink and clack behind you, uh, you notice KSS officer completely ignores it, doesn't care at all. Uh, but looking behind you, you do see that one of the, the poor soldiers has been tasked with uh, pushing Deluge in a wheelchair uh, in behind the group to get him off the ship. Uh, and, and interspersed, there are other people that are also in wheelchairs or being carried on uh, stretchers and stuff like that off of the forward meteor and throughout the ship. But uh, a couple of, I'd, I'd say about an hour passes by and they are shuttling these groups down uh, planet side and your group is the last to uh, be boarded onto the space elevator itself. Uh, they're pretty comfortable. Uh, these space elevators are about the size of a house each. Uh, they can fit about 50, 60 people. Um, and uh, so y you all board the space elevator and you're starting your uh, your trip down to the planet. Uh, the trip from orbit to planet is beautiful. Uh, rolling masses of clouds cover large swaths of the planet below you. Uh, towards the far corner of the planet, you see a tropical storm or maybe a, a hurricane in the early stages of formation, just a large swath of swirling clouds. Uh, on the opposite, uh, crystal clear so skies uh, reveal vast oceans interspersed with continents uh, containing deserts, mountain ranges, forests, uh, everything. Uh, this planet has it all. Uh, most strikingly, uh, you notice that on the dark side of the planet, uh, to which you're descending, uh, lights are visible crisscrossing uh, the most uh, vast continent. The lights are clustered most densely along one point on the coast. That cluster, uh, you've been informed, is Punta Curidad, the megalopolis capital of the planet. Your elevator pod is about to descend through a massive floor of clouds, uh, but before it does, looking up, you see the engines of the forward meteor firing at full capacity. It's pulling away from the space station, the space elevator, and it's uh, speeding away. It's, it's very quick. It's about as quick as uh, you all were approaching the space elevator for a while. Uh, a few seconds pass, and uh, then the forward meteor is intercepted with a massive volley of fire from the spindle. It's the single largest display of firepower any of you have ever seen. It isn't long before all that's left of the forward meteor are scattering, flaming pieces of wreckage. What? Uh, yeah, go ahead, sorry. I just, I, I can't believe it. Look, Scrooge, look. I'm looking. Uh, I don't. That's trillions of dollars. That's that doesn't make sense. No. This has got to be deeper than whatever we just experienced. Oh my God! I hope Glasgow's okay. That's probably why they were shoveling all of us off so quick. But why? You know, I don't get paid for that. <laughs> That's not my property. Everything I have, you're looking at it, sugar. And I've got a date with a noodle parlor. 
Oh. Do you think? Do you think that'll rain down? Do you think we can like just grab some of that or something? Cause... <gasps> I'm. I would be down for that. Maybe. <laughs> just <laughs> slapping a big old nope, not my problem on that thing. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, that's like, it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy to script. Dracus is, like you said, never seen that. And, but just reading about who owns the planet and what was on that and why, he's like, oh, there was battalions of them up there. They were already prepared for this. They were herding us off there like cattle. This is, this is crazy. Also, I'm hungry, and holy shit, is that not my problem? I'm not a hero. <laughs> Glasgow's a hero. We should tell him. Maybe he'll... <laughs> we should tell the other guy. That sounds like he's, more he's... his deal. Yeah. <laughs> so you descend from a beautiful atmospheric view to the busy and swirling torrents of snow beneath you. Uh, the landscape below is mountainous and snow-capped. The terrestrial side of the spindle, Medallion Memorial Spaceport, is directly below you now. It is massive. At least two dozen mag rails split off from the center of the complex. The supporting structure spreads for miles in every direction. When you get planet side, uh, the officers usher you to uh, designated waiting areas. Uh, the terrestrial side of the space elevator is similar to that of uh, the space side of the elevator. Uh, it's just instead of those spectacular, uh, you, you know, planet-wide views, uh, it's instead replaced with, um, you know, you're up in the, the, the snowy mountains, basically like it's one big fantastic resort, except it's a... Uh, train station you know just think of like a, a massive super train station uh you are corralled into uh those same groups that you're transported in down to the planet in those same pods uh where you wait for hours uh food and beverages uh do come to the groups courtesy of medallion memorial spaceport uh and there are several vendors uh offering these refreshments uh one of them thankfully uh, one of the options is the noodle cart. Oh, thank God. I don't What's... know how much my credit card will take. <laughs> What's the uh, the noodle combo that you're going with? They've got a, a couple of different options. Does uh, Draxus have a favorite? I'm going to tell you, Draxus isn't much of a man. He isn't much of anything. He doesn't have, honestly, much in this world. But what he is, is a slut for chow mein. <laughs> Can't help it. It's a it's a type of noodle, and if you can get, especially like a flame charred soy sauce coated piece of chicken, just to kind of nestle in there, that's that's key. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it is some spectacular uh, chow mein. Uh, this is all courtesy of. Uh, the spaceport so um, it's not actually going on your card they're just shoveling food out they're just taking this day as a financial loss uh, they're like yep not sure what to do in this situation but we got people to feed and we're not sure whose fault this is so as of now we're just gonna write this off uh, and they're just shoveling food towards people um, sugar 
there are several food options. I mean, they've got uh, pizza, pasta, brisket. Uh, I mean, you've got the, the run of the table here. Uh, I'm sure there's all kinds of weird different options that you're looking at. Is there anything that she would veer towards? Um, well, uh, script said that noodles are pretty good. So I'll go ahead and, and get whatever he's having because he looks like he's having a good time. So I'll, I'll get noodles and chicken as well. And, I, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to uh, interrupt. Oh, no. I was just going to say get noodles and chicken as well and, and go back to script and ask him how, how, how did you, how did you discover these noodle things? Are they, are they everywhere? And I'm sure I'm talking through a mouthful. So I didn't really have, uh, I didn't really have a whole lot uh, growing up and noodles are kind of cheap. And, but if you could do them right, that's the kicker. And the chicken, you know, sugar between you and me, I think they're shoveling food at people because it's not so much of a loss. They don't want to get sued. They don't, want people looking into this more i mean why would you take a double loss after a cruiser gets destroyed in mid-atmosphere after a pirate attack i mean look i'm glad for all this food and i'm gonna take advantage of it and i'm like get up and grab her plate and my plate and just load it up with like more noodles more chicken and bring it back <laughs> okay but you know, it's kind of weird because I don't know if anybody else knows about the pirates. And, um, you know, I was thinking about it. Um, what happened to the captain? Oh, I'm just shoveling food. In his mouth. Super weird. Yeah, definitely. Don't tell any KSS that we we weren't even on the bridge. I mean, frankly, I don't remember it. And the whole thing's a fever dream so what do you mean you were there and i pulled you from the concrete and then you saved my life you know i never said thank you for that by the I way just slapped her hand. thank you sugar oh. you you don't get it if Wait. these soldiers know that we had any if they know that we know more than what happened there'll be a target on our backs surely oh Okay. Where is the captain? That's a good question. Nobody's asking that because they're shoveling their face full of delicious noodles. And that's what we should do, too. At least until Glasgow gets here. And then, well, the hero can decide, but I don't get to eat like this. And I'm going to take advantage of it. Okay. I won't say anything about it. Um, we'll find him, right? We'll, we'll find Glasgow. He's like seven foot tall and made of abs everywhere. He's just abs and biceps. Of course we'll see him. Okay. And then we'll tell him everything. And um, maybe he'll know what to do. Yeah, sure. If he hasn't joined the KSS already and become part of their elite squad, I don't know. The guy's like a walking application for these mercenaries. Well, I guess I'll just... Uh... I'll take that 
and like take it in and um, eat these noodles. Oh, man, Script, you weren't lying. These are pretty good. So good. They have a thing called yum yum sauce. It, it doesn't even go with the noodles, but you can go with the noodles if you want. Do they have what's yum yum, yum sauce? sauce? And her yeah, eyes you, you just get that. really big. Uh, over name. one of the carts that they're delivering the food on, they do have a variety of sauces, and one is that same yellowish, uh, that that yellow white mixture, and spotted with uh, that spicy red that constitutes the yum yum sauce. In addition to teriyaki and uh, does, Korean barbecue, does the sauce tray come out? Because I'm I'm just <laughs> like taking in a buffet style fucking bucket of sauce. Yeah, it comes out. <laughs> Then there's a buffet style sauce bucket between us. <laughs> yeah, so what one of the. Uh, oh, I don't care whether these other people have sauce or not. I don't know these people. <laughs> well, the, the person manning the, uh, the, the car is like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 whoa, whoa, hey, what are you, what are you about? And then you just like kind of is this, is it for, walk away. Do I have to pay for it? <laughs> like, do I have whoa. to pay for this? I, I mean,. I don't think so. And he like, kind of, like looks over his shoulder thank for you. a manager. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, no, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. So it's, uh, it's hours uh, that you all are waiting while you are eating and taking in these, uh, these beverages. I imagine in what's a feverish state at this point, you must be going into some sort of food coma from what you're telling me. Uh, but you know, after you have exhausted all of the noodle cart of its food. Oh, yeah, this is like classic <laughs> anime where I'm like, there's like the little like, you know, like snot bubble coming out. Like I'm like barely conscious, but still trying to eat a noodle for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like this is very much like you were lighter before this. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, eventually, uh, again, you are corralled up by some KSS officers uh your your little group is uh, again you're, you're the last ones to be uh corralled up and they do start to walk you over uh however sluggishly now uh since you're about 20 pounds heavier than when you started eating i imagine uh they they start corralling your group towards this corridor uh, that's on the far side of this uh, uh giant cavern of a train station, uh, essentially a mag train station on the terrestrial side. Uh, once you go down the hallway and around a corner, you do see uh, not too long of a line, but where the other groups had been uh, corralled to. It looks like they are checking them out and sending them on mag trains uh, to be on their way. Uh, you know, each train taking a couple hundred people at a time. Uh, so there is still somewhat of a backup. And uh, your group is uh, shuffled into the line, but just before you and Sugar in particularly, uh, since you're at the back of the group, you're actually tugged by the arms uh, out of the line and down a side hallway, uh, and you are rushed at this point. Uh, You assume so nobody will see where you've gone or where you're going. Uh, but you're being rushed by these KSS officers uh, down a side hallway into this other room. It's when they open the door, it's pretty dark. There's only one light on uh, just above the table. And you're sat down across from two people. Um, when we were tugged aside, were any words spoken? 
at all, or they just showed us their guns, pointed in a direction, and we started walking. Yeah, so basically as you all were approaching that line, there was a, a guard that was standing at the corner of that... Um, uh, it, where those two hallways intersected. And uh, that guard just kind of like nodded towards you two and like gestured that you two were the ones that he wanted. And uh, the two that were... Uh, two of like the five guards that were ushering that group uh, peeled off, uh, pulled you aside, didn't say anything. Uh, they basically just uh, did as they were told at the gesture of that guard standing on the corner. And you all were rushed into that side room. Is there a chair I can just sit down on? Both of you are sat into chairs abruptly. They're pulled out for you and you're sat down. This very much looks like an interrogation room. There there's are... A... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. I was going to say there are two people sitting across from you. They're not very well lit, uh, but one of them, you can tell, is uh, it appears to be, you're pretty sure, uh, the gentleman that was yelling at you over the intercom while you're on the forward meteor uh, that you all were about to be fired upon. You're not sure who the other person is. Uh, a, a female, glasses, hair pulled back in a neat ponytail. Uh, she is typing and writing furiously on this uh, data pad. Uh, the other gentleman, as you can tell someone from the uh, interaction on the forward meteor, he is very prim and properly dressed, uh, suit and tie, combed back hair, gelled. Um, if you've ever been on a, I guess a cruise director is not necessarily the best uh, example to use, but um, if there was like a super formal cruise director, uh, this was the commander of the of Spindle station, uh, station that you had spoken with before. I'll uh, I'll look at the data pad that she's furiously typing on and be like, is that an eight, seven plus? She'll just glance up for a moment and then go back down to what she was doing. Probably couldn't afford the eight. <laughs> Uh, and then the gentleman, uh, Mr. Fay, uh, Ashton Fay, the commander of Spindle Station, just kind of uh, leans forward, not necessarily in an intimidating manner, uh, but kind of like he's exasperated. What on earth happened? Are you the man I talked to on the communication device? One of them, yes. Answer my question. I lean back. I don't recall what you're talking about. You don't recall... I don't remember anything. The mechs that tore into the ship, ripped it apart... Killed the crew. Uh, you you don't recall at all slicing one into pieces. You don't recall what? any of that. The Just kind of shake my head dead. back and forth. Huh? Huh? Yeah, he, he'll look over at Sugar. 
try to look over at Sugar. I'm looking back and forth. My mouth is 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 to the floor, and um, I'm looking between Script and Ashton, and uh, kind of in shock. Um, I I didn't realize the crew was dead. I don't know what happened. Do you know what happened? Ashton? I mean, he, he's just exasperated and it starts to rub his temples. He's like, so me asking you the question, what happened, gave you the indication that we have all the details we'd like to have. Is, is that mean, the impression that I'm getting? I, I mean, you said the crew was dead. That's more information than I have. I haven't seen the crew. You must know something. Yeah, I mean, there are security cameras on every ship. We managed to scrap some information from some of them. What we saw were the mechs that broke into the ship, killed our crew, and you. Me? Yeah, the, the, the the three of you. But, and I'm going to look behind me. What? But there's only two of us. I don't understand. Who's third? We have the two of you right now. Uh, And he will look over to uh, the the female to his right. uh, And she'll just kind of slide the data pad over to him. He'll lift it up. (sighs) Miss Delora Baum. Is it? That's me. On course to Pollux for what was it again? Um, I was supposed to go into training. I was uh gonna learn how to be a space ranger. Okay, I don't think that's gonna happen now. And he's gonna hand it back over to Azulas, uh, to to the the female uh, next to him, and he'll say, uh, "Azula, I, I think uh, Miss Delora perished on uh, the forward meteor in that terrible uh, attack. You can make that happen, right?" And she'll just like what? nod, and there's a button that's pressed on there, uh, and there's a sequential beep that follows. What'd you do? What? I immediately I'm start eyeing the guard to the left of me and where his weapon is. How well, can you just... Yeah, I know there's one to, like, the left and the right. Like, they're in the room. And I just made, like, it was like, oh, cool. We are now, as far as the government's claimed, dead. Wait, there but... is no consequence for what happens in this room. Well... At least as far as the government's concerned. Yeah, and Ms. unfortunately... Mr. Bomb is dead. Yeah, right. So that's where I'm just like, immediately I'm like, this is exactly what I warned her about. And I just kind of like look at the guy's gun, like just for a second. I'm like, okie dokie. And I'm just stay quiet. And, uh... I mean, I'm full of noodles. I'm slower. Like my speed <laughs> should be like a, like a negative right now. But I just, I'm like, that's the only... 
thing I can do to maybe survive if this gentleman across from me wants to also wave his hand and make me disappear. Why Why would you do that? I didn't do anything. Why would you well, just kill somebody like that? Um, and it, immediately after uh, telling you that and handing the data, data pad back to uh, uh, Azula, as you heard him uh, say just a moment ago, uh, and he'll look over at Draxus and he'll be like, you, sir, have obviously made a great effort to make yourself unknown, but I guarantee you, when we find out who you are, we will find a way to get some more information from you. Now, I don't necessarily mean that as a threat. I just want to know why someone tried to ram a goddamn ship into my station. Is there anything you could tell me uh, to, to help us get some more information on that? There was a couple of passengers who happened to say they heard a commotion in one of the loading bays. And uh, the way I heard the story told, there were some tier three ultras rummaging around in there. Hmm. And where was uh, in there again? The loading bay, you said? I'm not sure what the old timer was talking about. He's really drunk. I think one of your guards was just carting him off. I guess this room isn't big enough for two plus a wheelchair. And, uh... Azula will look up and snap her fingers and just point at the guard uh, and, you know, direct him to the door and he'll, like, nod his head and he hurriedly gets out of the room. Uh, One of the two guards does. We're not going to worry about... uh, This is Ashton uh, talking. We're not going to worry about him right now. He's okay, though, right? I don't know or care. Now, you two are sitting in this room rather than somewhere else because uh, you have come by recommendation. So, take that for what it's worth. We are going to let you go for now. He's going to nod over to Azula, and she just kind of like, mm, like a meh, take it or leave it kind of motion. And he's like, whatever you want. We're going to let you go for now. Do not leave Punta Curtidad. Is that understood? Punta what now? The city. Don't leave this city. Okay. Now, I'm going to put you in the very capable hands of Mr. Duster Kane. And we are going to be in contact with you. 
and the other guard to the left, uh, a, a little bit more official looking and, and decorated than some of the other guards, he takes off his helmet and it is the uh, gentleman that was talking you through the uh, instructions on how to properly manage and dock this ship, uh, Mr. Duster Kane. Uh, he looks down at you, like kind of nods, uh, and Ashton continues. We're going to put you in the very capable hands of Mr. Kane here, and uh, we will be in contact with you. Question. When I was talking to him, was there, was it like a video link? Would I know this man? Like, do I recognize him from that? Oh, is that a question for Justin? Yes. Oh, I thought you were asking Ashton. I was like, what? What? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, so when, uh, when this guy, Duster Kane, was talking to you on the forward meteor, there was basically, think, think of it as like a computer screen to where you were literally video Skyping this guy. Got you. Okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. So what, space, space Skyping. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so he just told you the name of the guy that you had uh, been talking to. You immediately recognized his face. And yeah, I mean, you, there's no way for you to know for sure that that is actually his name, but okay, there's no reason to doubt that either. Okay. Um, but that is the same gentleman you're talking to. Okay. So I'm sorry. It was what, Kane? Duster. Gotcha. Duster. Okay. Duster Kane. Outlaw Duster by name. Outlaw by trade. <laughs> um, I would... Um, I would kind of retort my authority to do again. I thought I introduced myself. Uh, I'm the commander of the Medallion Spaceport, the entry and exit point for the planet of Pollux, the gatekeeper, if you will. Okay, and so we can't leave the city of Punta Curidad for now. Makes you more of a warden than a gatekeeper. Yeah, tomato, tomato. But we're we're not actually under arrest, though, right? You said you said that we would go free. No, no, you're not under arrest. You're dead. As what? far as the government's concerned. <laughs> panic just a look of panic there's no way for you to be under arrest if you're dead and you sir uh referencing draxus uh is like we are still working on you don't worry about that though i i would just kind of smirk a little bit because draxus knows the amount of times he's also written in that he's dead <laughs> like they're about to find out that like I've died so many times like, yeah which is the only reason <laughs> they don't have your ass to the grass right now they're like oh don't worry you'd be like no you don't worry <laughs> <laughs> no you don't worry <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't have to you don't have to do paperwork I'm already fucking dead man mm -hmm. yeah so I just smirk okay uh, fair enough now uh uh, Ashton and Azula are going to both uh, stand. Uh, Azula, not, barely at any point did she look up from her data pad. Like she was just constantly, constantly working. Um, 
Now, as she stands up and uh, goes to exit the room, uh, would you all like to do each individual roles or a, uh, we're basically gonna do what's a, uh, in Pathfinder would be a perception check. Um. Did you wanna do the combined role or do you each wanna do individual roles? You wanna do um, individual? Yeah, sure. Let's see. Let's see who's got the better eye right now. Okay. Are we adding pilot crit to this? Oh, wait. Wait. Uh uh Can I add read a situation? Mm. For looking looking for subtext motives or threats Ooh, in a situation or person? See, the thing is, the Uh-oh. encounter, like the conversation at this point has concluded. Oh. Ah, so, okay. I mean, that I would have been great to do literally the entire time you were talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> getting well, up and leaving the room. I, I mean, I just got killed by the press of a button. I'm a little bit scared, <laughs> and I don't know what's going on. Okay, so then you're just, just adding um, pilot grip? Uh, Yeah. Uh, what, what other? Do you have anything else that you think you could justify? Um, no. Then yeah, probably good. Okay. Uh, what about you, uh, script? All, all I've got's uh, that pilot grit. But with a seventeen on the die. Yeah, ooh. I've got I've got twelve total. Okay, so that was basically just to. Um, to, to see what the brand uh, so, so you know how various organizations like the military for example they have rather than everybody using their own personal computers in most cases they will issue computers out mm-hmm. that that's preloaded with software and certificates that make it super secure and, and whatever right now script what you notice uh, is less about the labeling of the PDA that Azula was using and more about the type and like how expensive one of those would be. And the type of PDA that she's handling, uh, if someone were to sell it, uh, she's just, you know, privately, you know that that brand of PDA is so exclusive and expensive and sought after that it could fund a city for like a year or two. Uh, That's about how expensive those PDAs are. Now, Sugar, what you notice, um, Script was just so enamored by the the opulence of the the PDA. It was like, no, shit, I was joking about it being a seven or eight. Like, oh, you probably couldn't afford it. And I was like, no way, it's one of those. Uh, That Sugar, you actually picked up on the fact that um, the PDA was labeled on the backside, uh, kind of discreetly, not labeled, but engraved. property of KGI just before the two of them walk out of the room um does I mean because he rolled higher than me does script notice that too or no so it's kind of like a two-parter the level of PDA that that is would mean that there are only certain people who can get it in certain positions who know certain people. It's basically like trying to buy a PS5 for the past year. 
Uh, <laughs> you either have to shell out an insane amount of money or you just have to know somebody. Okay. Well, then I'll, I'll just wait. Are we by ourselves now or no? You are still both together sitting at the table, but you are about to be uh, prompted by Duster Kane uh, where they want you to go. Okay. I'll wait. Okay. So uh, Mr. Kane is going to uh, motion for you all to stand up and uh, follow him. And then there are two guards that are outside of that door. Uh, and they are going to start walking you uh, not only to that line where there were other passengers from the forward meter that are still being processed, uh, they're actually just going to escort you past every part of the line, past the metal detectors, past everything. Uh, and they're actually going to escort you directly to uh, the upcoming mag train. Uh, th th these are fancy magnetic uh, rails. I think they're called mag trains or mag lifts, whatever. The super fast, fancy ones. Mm -hmm. uh, you all are traveling, you know, about, a, uh, about 200 miles. And they're going to get you there very quickly. Uh, this trip is going to take about 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, but instead of loading up all of those, uh, every single car is to the max like they had been for a while, uh, you all are actually going to be escorted onto a car uh, by yourselves. Those guards that were escorting you, in addition to Mr. Kane, are the only other ones that are going to be on that particular car with you. They're going to guard each far end. You know how you can like typically walk between cabs, mm -hmm. uh, between trend cars? Yeah, that, that's not going to be happening for, for this car. Uh, at least they don't want it to. But you have uh, the entire car to yourself. The trip is going to be taking uh, about an hour, and this does appear to be one of the, uh, the fanciest train cars that you had ever seen. There are televisions. Uh, in all of the typical seating, uh, but towards the rear of the cab, there are actually individualized suites. Uh, you know, like imagine high luxury. Uh, there are beds that you could sleep in. There are recliners, uh, food, beverages, uh, TV, uh, computer monitors. You can hook up to the internet. Um, but they basically say, strap in, we'll be there in an hour. Is there any uh, shenanigans or anything y'all wanted to get into during this trip? Crypt will be staying seated in close proximity to wherever Mr. Adjuster Kane sat himself down. And, and I'm not looking at any sort of data. I'm not jacking into anything. I'm just basically playing prisoner. Um, well, if, um, if I can, if I, well, let me rephrase. If I feel like I can, uh, say so discreetly without anybody hearing or noticing that I'm saying anything at all, um, I'm gonna try to tell script about the KGI um, engrave, uh, mint, I, I don't know, on, on the tablet. And then after that, I'm gonna go to Duster and, hey, what you doing? <sighs> Making sure you don't try to jump off this train. What? what? Do people do that? 
God, did you know people put umbrellas in their drinks in case it rains? I'm learning all kinds of things about people. They're so weird. We don't do anything like this back home. Who would jump off a train? Anyway, what you doing? He's just gonna nod and like look at you and be like, uh-huh. People are weird. I know, right? And he's just looking like dead cold eyes at you. Like, yeah, people are weird. <laughs> yeah. And you know something else? I just realized your name is Duster and my name's Delora. And they both start with these. We could be like, I don't know, the D team or something. The D's. I don't know. I I'll work on it. How about the double D's? The double D's. Thank you, script. How about the double D's? I like double D's. How about you, Duster? Don't encourage her. That's gross. And he's going to look back at Sugar. He's like, and unlikely. Okay. Okay. We can work on it. You, you get back to me and, and we'll, we can, we can think about it. Mm-hmm. I'll think about it. Okay. He's going to go back to basically scrolling Spacebook on his phone. I'm going to look out of the window and observe because I've never been anywhere. So I'm sure <laughs> this is all very, very exciting after, you know, the the feeling of like, I just got killed with a push of a button <laughs> and I'm learning things about people and I ate noodles and for the first time, and there's just a lot going on right now that is overwhelming. So I'm just gonna, I'll just look outside and just observe and take everything in. I'm assuming that this train is above ground so I can actually see outside and it's <laughs> not just like blackness from a tunnel. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, can you all see the, the screen that I've got pulled up? We can. Uh, yes. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. So this is Pollux. Uh, and, and just to, get, to go back to what Sugar was saying, I imagine it's something similar to the scene in Zootopia where Judy Hopps is finally making the, the train ride to the, the big city and the music is playing. I, I can't remember how the song goes, but I imagine it's something similar to that. Uh, or, but... or just Coruscant for any Star Wars fans out there. That is this planet. Yeah, Coruscant or the town from The Fifth Element. Was kind of uh, wasn't that just New York? I don't recall. Space New York. Well, yeah, Space yeah, but you know, it's just—it's crazy. There's, um, I mean, even the, the lights of the city seem to shine brighter than the sun. There's just so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the uh, the trip takes about an hour, and it transitions slowly from that uh, snow-capped mountain landscape at the base of the space elevator, and eventually. Uh, you cross some plains where obviously there's you know, like the farming that supplies the city uh, and you uh, eventually get to uh, Punta Caridad, the megalopolis city of uh, Pollux. Uh, and it's kind of ironic looking at it now that they would tell you don't try to leave the city because it is... 
fr from what you could tell, as large as the continent itself. There's no end to the city in sight that you can tell. Um, but yeah, it's big, lots of pretty lights, lots of advertisements, people trying to sell you stuff. Uh, but uh, one of the other things that I, I, ironically strikes you is you see labels and billboards and brandings of KGI everywhere. It seems their presence is well-known, accepted, and uh, you get the feeling they own this town. And I think that is where we're going to pick up on the next session. Wonderful. Um, I'm excited to, to find out how the city full of sprawling spires and landscapes that are swallowed up by concrete and metal and lights and just the the amount of you know space traffic and and vendors and they you know the the city is breathing and living in on its own aside from the population which i'm sure is just as dynamic as what i'm looking at on screen and how i've got a sweet old little angel over here that loves explosives as much as finding out that we put umbrellas and drinks to stop it from raining. I don't want to have to like reel her in mm -hmm. because my, my goodness. Ooh, yeah. shiny. Do you yeah, come out with like a tattoo? Look what I got. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. no. I Somebody tried to for... sell glowing space rocks. Ooh. Yeah, we're finally getting into uh just getting doing. into the Pollux, getting into the a little bit more of the meat and the juice of the the campaign, getting some stuff set up, and should all be hopefully very interesting and fun. I'm hoping so anyway. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Smalls couldn't join us today. He was out of town, and we already had some catching up to do from my absence the past like week and a half. So we're gonna do a catch up session with him. I might just uh, put his session into this one uh, and post those together. I'm not sure yet, but uh, that is going to conclude this session. We will see you all next time in, uh, I think it's going to be episode four already. Welcome back to Latchkey Lancers. We're here catching up with Glasgow and the events following his separation from Sugar and Script as they went to the bridge uh, searching for the data table. Uh, so, Glasgow, it doesn't take too long before you are back where we started, uh, at the hold breach. Although you're looking for some semblance of an organized crew and aid stations, you don't find much. There are crew members, few and far between, doing their best, but they just don't have direction from the bridge and there just aren't that many of them. Uh, nowadays, most things run autonomously or from uh, AIs. Uh, but eventually, you get an indication that your acquaintances have succeeded in retaking control of the ship, just in time too. You can see from a nearby window that a space station, a, uh, a space elevator actually, is coming into view. 
probably the intended target of the forward meteor's trajectory. The ship has reduced speed dramatically and righted itself to a proper angle, drifting, now peacefully, toward the space elevator. You actually hear an announcement play over the speakers from uh, Script himself, uh, otherwise known as Draxus. We've arrived at our docking station. The hazards are clear. For all those guests who are continually being armed, please lay down your weapons and we will be serviced soon. Again, put down all weapons and you'll be serviced soon. Thank you for boarding. Shortly after that, a blip comes up on your Omnipad. Uh, it's just a short message that simply uh, reads, it's mostly a string of letters, but it's R V W forward slash Kane in parentheses D close parentheses dash K S S details to follow. So with my military experience, would I have knowledge of the coding there? Well, um, I, I think you could probably figure it out. Um, do you want me to just give it to you or do you want to take a second to try? I and... personally know, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't want to imply that my character would. Well, no, I think from your personal experience, it, it's, you know, at least somewhat lines up with your character's experience. Okay. So uh, do you want to take a guess? Yeah. <sighs> I assume this means rendezvous with Kane. I'm guessing that's this ship. Well, and I, when I say that, I put my uh, weapons down uh, on a crate or something storage-wise next to me, and then move about 10 feet away from them to where if I needed to sprint to them and grab them, I could, <laughs> but at least had a decent view on um, the door um, and my weapons to where I'm not a threat, and I show I'm not a threat, but if I need to become one, I can be. Yeah, sure. Uh, perfectly reasonable uh, approach there, especially re regarding the announcement uh, <laughs> about laying down all your weapons. Um, it, you know, you're not really sure who else on the ship would be carrying any at this point. Um, it's not like they were saying, hey, Glasgow, you, I mean, your fists are certified weapons, mm -hmm. but you can't really lay those down. Um, yeah. But uh, the door that you're referring to, uh, since you are back in the side of the whole breach, I Im imagine you're referring to the giant door where the two mechs entered and uh, Sugar almost slipped out into space? Yes. Okay, excellent. Um, so that's actually uh, very close to the actual docking doors, just a little bit down that hallway. Uh, you'll actually start to see the flashing lights. Announcements are going to come over the, uh, the the local intercom. It's basically just one of those typical, uh, like, doors opening, stand clear, doors opening, stand clear. Something to that effect that you find at basically any train station is just a, a giant spaceship version of that. Mm -hmm. uh, shortly after that, the doors slowly grind open. They've obviously taken some sort of damage um, in the earlier events, but very soon after, there are what appear to be uh, companies of security officers. Uh, you, you know, there's um, like squad, platoon, company, battalion. Um, you know those rough numbers, right? Yes. So, basically... 
security officers and then just more and more and more are just piling into this ship. They start rounding people up into groups, uh, not, you know, like outright aggressively, uh, like they're, you know, trying to hurt people, just taking very serious and active control uh, of the crowds in the entertainment area. Uh, there's actually more people here now. It's more densely populated uh, than when the events had actually kicked off in the first episode, because this has been kind of like the biggest cavity area for everybody to uh, to gather. Uh, you know how there's like designated areas on cruise ships uh, or airports where they're like, hey, this is a designated, you know, like in case of storm or in case of emergency, this is where you're supposed to gather, right? Mm-hmm. So it's actually pretty densely packed. And uh, these officers have shown up in force. They're wearing uh, what I had described to the uh, the other players as basically stormtrooper armor, but like more sleek and form-fitting uh, and black. It's just like blacked out um, cool guy gear. And basically the only emblems or any designs that you see on any of them uh, is on one shoulder uh, in bright white lettering that just uh, reads KSS. Okay. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty much typical, uh, you know, like military or police uniform. They've got like very small name tags. They've got some indications of ranks or service medals or whatever, but it's all the subdued type, you know, like they're ready for action, that type of uniform. Okay. Uh, I'm going to approach. Uh one of the ones giving instruction uh, that I see and I'm going as I approach him I'm going to flash the message I received and I'm simply going to ask where's Kane you're looking for Commander Kane and who are you I'm Glasgow just got told to rendezvous with Kane where is he Uh, follow me and I follow him and he will actually break off from the main group and he's going to go more towards uh, the door area, but he's going to keep you basically packed right on his uh, uh, on his shoulder so you're not you know, getting pushed around or directed from any of the other officers. And um, he's going to direct you to basically a small group of people that are all huddled around uh, what, this, um, what this one seemingly older officer um, is giving directions. And he basically mm-hmm. comes up behind and, uh, uh, uh sir, Commander Kane, I've, I've got someone for you. And, uh, this older gentleman turns around, he's kind of got, uh, a dusty gray here, gray hair. He's obviously been in service for quite some time. Uh, you know, he, he's no rookie. It, it's quite obvious. He's got a group of other people around him that he's giving orders to, and they're all rushing off to carry them out. Uh, and it, it's basically confirmed that this is, Kane, Officer Kane. Would I recognize him from my past, or is this the first time I've met him? This is the first time that you've met him. Okay. Uh, but I mean, it even shows on his uh, name tag, um, you know, on his uniform, says Kane. Okay. I'm gonna. My character would recognize the fact that he is a, uh, with my military experience and the fact that he's definitely a commander. I would recognize that he's of high rank, so I'd be respectful. So, um, I'll simply, sir. My name's Duncan. Some call me Glasgow. You needed me. He'll turn back to the rest of the group after a second. Uh, but he looks a bit taken aback. Uh, it, 
before he looks back at them, he'll just say, uh, like, at, at ease. And he'll turn back to the rest of the group. He's like, all right, um, go take care of that. You've got 10 minutes. I want reports in five minutes. Sooner rather than later. Go. And they'll scatter off um, to go take care of business. And he'll turn back to you. And he was like, I was directed to make sure we retained two assets from this ship. You were one of them, and you and I are going to go get the other. Clear on that. Any more details, or am I going in blind? I wish I had more details. However, I've only been given a rough location, and it seems that the mechs beat us there. Clear. Well, speaking of mechs and the fact that we just had to take out a few, uh, I'm pretty good with my hands, but do you mind if I go gather my equipment you all had me put down before you docked? Oh, I see that they uh, they did get that message out. Good for them. I didn't figure they'd be able to tell uh, well, where a single useful thing in that bridge was by talking to him. But yes, uh, by all means, uh, try to get back here in two minutes or less. This is uh, urgent. Okay, I'll just quickly go and grab my material, or oh, I mean my weapons, um, holster them, and then return. It shouldn't be that far of a walk, so. Yeah, I, I, basically you're, you know, like half a plaza um, uh, away, you know, like yeah. maybe 50, 60 feet. Um, you weren't directed that far from where you had met that first officer. Yeah. Uh, but when you return, uh, Commander Kane actually has uh, two other weapons at the ready. One is a rifle for him, and one appears to be a, uh, a shotgun. And he hands one off to you. Uh, do I get to choose, or he just hands off whichever one? You can choose. Uh, which kind of rifle is it? Uh Basically, like a, an one is basically an M4, and the other one is like a uh, Mossberg. I'm gonna coin flip for it. Okay. Uh, just because both sound awesome. Uh, crack inside will be obviously this is not visible for anyone else, but I'm just saying this out loud. Crack inside will be the M4. Uh, one side will be the Mossberg. It's the one side I'll take the shotgun. Uh, and I'll grab the shotgun and I'll look at him and say, hell yeah, sir. <laughs> hell yeah, sir. Yeah, I mean, either one of these weapons are basically decked out to the uh, to the max. Uh, I mean, not only does this look like a very squared away uh, unit KSS, uh, but the particular group, especially surrounding uh, Commander Kane, is uh, outfitted to the teeth. They have the cool guy equipment. They've got no, the nice cool. stuff. Uh, so we're talking like at least two sights on each weapon. Uh, you know, like maybe one iron sight and then one uh, red dot. Uh, you know, you can have like the canted iron uh, mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, like an, on the Mossberg, you, you can have a, uh, a like a red dot and then on the side uh, have a flashlight. You, you know, mm -hmm. it's, yes, it's got cool shit on it. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're pretty tactically ready to go. But basically... You all are going to be heading back to somewhere that you had already uh, encountered, the loading bay where you um, where you fought those mechs initially. 
so um, basically, uh, Commander Kane knows roughly where he's going. That he knows that this is the area that you all are supposed to be in. However, it, he doesn't have any direct knowledge of where the item is that he's looking for. He just knows that it's a high value, uh, high value asset. So you're gonna navigate him through here. It's basically what he's reque- requested that you do. Um, I, I don't have a token for him, but just imagine that he's basically like on your shoulder. Okay. Well, I will. And I can just free move, right? Uh, uh, yeah, you can free move. I think you need to unpause the game. I, okay, how do I unpause the game? Don't you pause it? Yeah, you don't have the option to, yeah, to pause the game. Not. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of move this way. Uh, which is what? The audience which can't see north. what you're doing. Sorry. I'm uh, moving north back towards the main corridor where we fought the giant mechs. Um, mm-hmm. At this time, I'm going to look at Commander Chang and say, uh, there's multiple rooms in here with uh, computers. I don't know if it'd be in here or not. Hmm. Well, we're looking for a container that's roughly four feet by eight and a half feet. It's some kind of pod. Can I, uh, do I remember seeing that in when I previously entered? You all didn't, uh, really take a whole lot of time to investigate the entire hangar. Uh, once that one door was open and there was visibility of that one mech, you all basically went into, uh, engage mode. There was, however, that data table in that central room that is up to your map north by northeast, Mm -hmm. uh, that you all had destroyed. And then the room that's directly mapped north of you with the computer screens you all just lightly touched on. Uh, there all, seem to be all kinds of like error messages and stuff like that. And then there's that office in the upper right hand corner. Um, but you all did not go uh, really into too much investigation. Okay. Well, I'm going to push north straight into this first room, see if I see anything remotely like that in here. Um, when he's in here with me, I'm going to look at him and I'm going to say, I think you can use these computers to find it. We could. I'll sit in here for a moment. I'm going to plug away at this. Do you want to investigate the rest of the loading bay and see if you can find it or stand by? Uh, I'll uh, look around for a minute. Okay, just give me a shout on the Omnipad when and if you find something or if you need help. Okay. Take care of yourself. Will do. So I'm going to go south into the little closet area directly south. Um, does not appear there's anything in there of relevance based on what he described. So I'm going to walk out of the closet area and go what would be east. There's going to be a door to my north and a door to my south. I'm going to go into the door north. So this is the room where Sugar had found the... Uh, explosive rounds, and you all had destroyed the data pound, uh, data pad. It's like a a mini armory. Do I see anything that would remotely be what he described? When you get in there, um, uh, you'll know. Okay. Uh, so do I see again, anything? you're you're looking for something that uh, even on your screen, it's going to have like a circular top. Um, imagine kind of like a 
uh, gosh, I'm, I'm totally blanking now, but basically a cylinder uh, that's about six to eight feet tall. Like the um, pod that they uh, regenerated Vegeta and Goku in from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, y- yeah. Okay. So, something to that effect. And from the top-down view that you have on uh, Foundry here, it's going to look roughly similar to that from the top-down. Okay. Um, I directly go south to the next room. Uh, do not observe anything of importance. Um now, several of the rooms in this hallway you all had already investigated. Um, you, you know, like you don't need to go yeah. into that. What's obviously a bathroom below you with the yeah. door open. You all already yeah. went in there. Mm-hmm. So I will go up and see this door directly to my right, which I do not recall us going into. And I will turn right. I will go through this door. All right. So now you're starting to get into a little bit of new terrain. Most of the combat and what you all had dealt with was uh, directly mapped north of you by about, uh, you know, 20 squares or so, Mm -hmm. uh, where that giant container was dragged uh, out of the hangar bay. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and look inside of Matt North where we fought just to, because we didn't have time to look a lot just to see if I observe anything. And then, uh, real quick. So for the audience, he's uh, mostly walking around this um, basically rows and rows of um, storage racks and containers. Most of them seem to just be uh, typical square storage boxes, like lock boxes. Um, along the walls uh, and it seems to continue further south as well in a, in a similar fashion uh it's just that the loading bay seemed to go further map south than any of them had previously investigated so it, now that i realize that i'm going to begin to go south because i didn't observe anything in the northern area where we had fought that would just that would match the description what he gave me uh so I'm going to continue to go. Uh... Yeah, so as you uh, proceed uh, further map south, these storage racks uh, extend basically the length of this entire area here, uh, just slightly obscuring to your left and right. Uh, I mean, to your map left, uh, map west, it's basically a wall, so there's not a whole lot of... Uh, is isn't like there's a bunch of opportunity for anything to be hiding back there. Um, on your map east there's you can see gaps in between units and you know even checking in between those gaps quickly you're not really able to identify that really stands out a whole lot there Uh, and then you come to this uh larger door that has a blinking uh light there do you see that pulsating light to the the door it's just like a standard uh command pad uh for Mm -hmm. a hangar door Okay, uh, can I try to access it? You sure can. It appears to still be uh, in the locked state. Uh, so how do you want to go about trying to open it? Uh, I will direct message uh, the commander and advise there is a locked door here and ask him if he knows of any passcodes to get through it. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll come take a look. Okay. And he will... Uh, quickly make his way over there, you know, following the little pings on your 
uh, Omnipad there, you know, like a little geolocator uh, type thing. Or, you know, heartbeat sensor, because they have cool guy stuff. Uh, and he'll meet you over at the um, the pulsating pad there. See that it is indeed locked. And uh, he is just going to uh, put his hand up to his ear and uh, murmur something to the effect of, you know, we ran into a locked door um, requesting access. And he's going to pull a small wire from his wrist and plug it into a little port into the uh, the data pad there, uh, the hangar door uh, lock. And after a few seconds, it uh, buzzes in a fashion that, you know, it's be like, yay, you got it right. And the hangar doors are going to start to uh, slowly slide back open. Now, on the other side of this, uh, as I'm sure you can see on your screen, you've got some blood splatter on the floor there and a couple mm -hmm. of uh, containers. The containers to the uh, that are directly to your map west and to the northern part of this room, those are all destroyed. Uh, okay. As well as these pods here. Uh, th these four circular pods that you can see from the top down uh, that look to be, you know, like those growth tanks that you were talking about. Uh, earlier those are all shattered um now you do see that computer screen back there along the wall uh it seems to be you know like the, the screen is just largely uh damaged uh, okay. the screen itself doesn't seem to be operable but there's uh material and debris scattered all throughout the floor okay i'm going to Parole to perceive if there's anything like um, discs or anything on the ground that could potentially provide us with intel for the future. You don't see anything that's like a, a disk drive or USBs laying around uh, before the obvious carnage uh, that took place. Uh, it seemed to be a well-kept and organized area. Okay. All right. Well, that being said, I'm gonna go south because I can see a door, the uh, the southwest part of the room, and I'm gonna go see if I can access this door. Okay. Um, and just before that, though, just for uh, some clarification, that um, the the little container that you had passed uh, mm -hmm. on the way to look at the computer screen. Mm -hmm. That and, you know, you assume all of those other containers contained bodies. Uh, at this point, now, corpses, um, but they have all seemed to be uh, terminated at mm -hmm. this point. Uh, from the strength of the metal that these containers appear to be made of, it would have taken, uh, at a minimum, a mech to pull these apart. Okay. Just just for some clarification um, as for well, the, the contents of this room. Okay, I'm gonna look at the commander and be like, is this what we needed? <sighs> at least some of these match the description. Um, <laughs> I did not have all the details for this. 
Um, plus, there just seems to be more than uh, the, the one. I mean, there were only a couple of assets I was supposed to secure on this ship myself. Uh, you being one of them, and then there was only one other listed. Okay. All right. Well, uh, doesn't look like it's in here. Maybe we uh, try that door over there since someone beat us to it. All right. I'll get you back. All right. So we're going to try the door. It opens. I'll say, huh. Well, look at that. And I observe a what looks like a cylinder kind of bluish uh, pod looking thing directly in front of me once I open the door. Um, and I look at the commander and be like, Say this is it. I think so. And it it does look a bit more sturdier built. Um, it is a vertical cylinder. Uh, it appears to be something that you could step into. Um, and uh, Commander Kane will will just uh, lift his hand up to his ear again and. Uh, you know, like as he steps up to the giant cylinder, he'll state package secured, requesting authentication. And he'll do a similar fa- similar fashion like he did to uh, the door that you just stepped through. It does take a bit longer this time, like it's uploading, not just a simple, you know, like, like one, two, three, di- four. Like, like a diagnostics test or something like that. Right. So it's obviously running through multiple uh, programs and multiple breaches. It's taking significantly longer to get through this. Uh, but that being said, uh, after a short period of time, the monitor on the front of the pod flashes green uh, with a message. Revitalization in progress. Okay. Uh, the pod hisses as the door eventually sweeps open. Fog rolls out of the pod, revealing a slender individual dressed in half-professional, half-ceremonial robes. It is gray from top to bottom, and he has the pin of a union administrator on his Ooh, chest. Interesting. He's cleanly shaven with a full head of hair swept over to one side. The corners of his mouth curve up at each end almost perpetually and like a, a friendly smile. And he'll kind of like tilt his head to either side. It'll crack a little bit and he'll stretch and then look at Commander Kane and look at you and say... Oh, Velasco, we weren't supposed to meet until we reached uh, Punta Caridad. I suppose some things went awry. And then Officer Kane will start to chime in, and the gentleman will just raise a a hand to him. He'll be like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, I was speaking to Mr. Velasco. Pleasure to meet you. Indeed. And he'll kind of like hop off of the chair, start stretching his legs a bit, um, as much as the you know the the uniform that he's wearing allows. And um, be like, well, <clears throat> gentlemen, uh, I believe we have somewhere to be. Do we not? I'm gonna look at the commander and just be like, uh, do we? Uh, commander Kane just like shrugged his shoulders, like I. I don't know. They did not tell me this was going to be a talking person. 
and he's gonna kind of like walk out of the door back into the main area and just leave you two uh, for a moment. And he's gonna be speaking frustratedly into his earpiece. Um, and then he'll eventually, uh, you can't quite hear what he's saying, but he's obviously frustrated. Uh, and then he like signals for you to follow. Okay. Um, as I turn to follow him, I'm gonna speak to the person that just came out of the thing and be like, oh, well, you know my name, what's yours? Ah, of course I know your name. I picked you for this mission myself. Uh, but I, of, of course, how rude of me. Uh, I am Union Administrator Shao Alten Han. Uh, all right, Mr. Han, uh, what's the plan? Well, uh, like I said, we were to meet Planetside at Punta Caridad. Um, I intend to keep that appointment. Um, I suppose we're just going to be making that trip together. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. We can go over more details uh, later on, I assure you. All right, let's go. So you are going to be returning to the... Uh, the, the site of the hold breach and where you met up with Commander Kane. Uh, the KSS have done a very good job at rounding everybody up and getting them into groups. And, uh, and actually from across the way, you do see that um, Sugar and Script are now at actually the bar uh, across the plaza. It's really busy and still pretty loud uh, despite everything going on. And um, so you kind of just make your way across. They don't seem to notice you. Um, but Commander Kane and uh, several other soldiers now that, well, uh, security officers, I should say, not soldiers, uh, that he has rounded up. You now have a group of about 20 officers, Commander Kane, you, and Xiao uh, Alton Han, um, moving in a very protective circle to the actual space elevator itself. It seems to be like a very big terminus. Uh, have you been to any like massive train station or airport? You, you know, like- Yeah, yeah, so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so that, but on an even grander scale, because this space elevator basically, uh, it, it's visible from, uh, from the terrestrial side. And given the large viewports that you have, uh, you don't see any other space elevators at least on this side of the planet so it's a very few and far commodity right um this basically serves as as far as you can tell the only entry exit point uh for the planet so this thing is huge okay. but you all are basically shuttling back to uh uh the, the goal is to get you planet side to punta punta caridad um, it seems that they are trying to, uh, KSS that is, they are trying to shuffle, shuttle, uh, and, and pack as many people into these pods on the space elevator as possible. Each of these space elevator pods are about as large as a house. Uh, you know, at the, imagine, you know, like a two to 3,000 square foot house, it can fit if you really pack them in there, over a hundred people at a time. And there's still like a backed up line trying to get all of these people off the forward meteor and all of the people that were probably planning on taking the forward meteor off planet and somewhere else, 
they're also getting shuttled back down to planet side. So there's a lot of uh, transit going on at the moment. However, you all are actually going to be directed off to a side hallway, which is going to lead to actually a section of private ports on the opposite side of the space elevator. Uh, And you'll actually notice that a uh, basically a mini cruiser is uh, docked against the uh, the spaceport here, and the doors open in the you know that magnificent Star Trek swoosh uh, that they always do, and a woman comes walking out of that uh, docking area. Uh, she has glasses, a ponytail, um, and a very expensive looking data pad um she also appears to be dressed in this uh, uniform uh it indicates that it is uh, a kgi uniform like i said she got glasses a tight ponytail uh, her hair has a, a red streak in it she's very neatly dressed her facial expression gives away basically nothing However, her speech as she greets you and her mannerisms uh, seem friendly enough, uh, but mostly professional. Um, And she just um, introduces herself as Azula Sky. Uh, She basically ignores Commander Kane, the other officers, yourself, and speaks directly to uh, the Union Administrator. Um, Says, "Uh, hello, Um, I am Azula Sky. Uh, Pollock's ambassador to Union and uh, head secretary to Himokoa Arasawa of KGI. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you. And they'll exchange brief pleasantries, but um, basically she ushers um, the Union admin onto the shuttle uh, and no one else. Okay. Um, I guess I'll Mr. Khan, am I coming with you? Hmm? Oh, of course, of course. Um, and then just as Azula was like typing into the pad to shut the doors, he basically sticks his arm through the entryways, uh, looks over at Azula and says, uh, I wouldn't be going anywhere without my personal bodyguard, would I, Azula? And she pauses for a moment, like, uh, uh, again, she has like a very straight face. But you can tell from the momentary pause that she had not had at any other point in conversation uh, so far that may indicate, like, annoyance uh, or surprise at the very least. Um, But then she starts to undo the code and the doors open back up to the full amount and she just nods her head like, of course. Uh, As I walk into it, I'll just look at her like, nod my hand and say, ma'am. And then place myself behind... uh, uh, Mr. Han. Yeah, so it's basically like a limousine, uh, I guess. Uh, d- did you play Cyberpunk? Yeah, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, so basically like that. And it, it kind of begs the question of why more people, like if they have the money, why not just do this? Uh, why not just take the uh, their own pods up to space? Uh it's extremely difficult and very expensive uh, to take your own like personal ships up there. Not only just um, like basically imagine trying to park your yacht in the spot of 
normally what a cruise ship would take. It was mm-hmm. like, sure, you can do it. I don't know who's going to let you. Uh, yeah. Basically, it's assumed that anybody within normal reason would just take the space elevator up to the station. Um, but in this case, you are taking the limousine. Sounds good to me. I'm mm-hmm. going to just sit back and enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it is a, uh, a a very beautiful ride down. So you are taking this luxury um, spaceship, uh, much, much, much smaller than the forward meteor, basically like a personal uh, limousine, the the size of a condo, I guess, you know, like a few thousand square feet. Um, And you are appearing to be taking a direct course to Punta Cotidad, um, which would have taken the other characters, you know, like an hour or so by bullet train. Uh, to reach, but you're able to get there pretty quick uh, from a direct flight from space. Um, But you all eventually uh, pull up to uh, Punta Queridad, and I'm going to pull up a picture for you here. Can you see that okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So this is the kind of vibe of the city. It's very like pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, it has like a very cyberpunk vibe to it. Uh, just not quite as gritty in most of the areas as you would find in like the city from the Fifth Element or some parts of Coruscant. Um, it, it, you know, like that. It's cyberpunk, just a little bit cleaner. So there are a couple of large towers in uh, in this part of the capital. Uh, but the largest by far has the large uh, emblem across it and lettering of KGI. And your limo is pulling directly, uh, it's flying directly to the top of the tower. Um, You know, high above the the city streets, hundreds of stories uh, above even the next tallest skyscraper you know like 200 stories above that it's quite opulent um similar to a ziggurat i suppose like this is a monument to success uh not only is this the tallest building in the area it's probably the tallest building on the planet so you all pull into their um azula and the union administrator um, start to get up once the ship parks and you all are led off the uh, off the ship and into the uh, into the tower. It's uh, it, it's pretty magnificent. There's basically fountains everywhere. It's so completely unnecessary, but just a, a show of magnificence. Uh, there's surprisingly little people walking around, uh, at least in the part that. Uh, you pulled into there's like one person observing the loading bays but it seems to or, or, or you know the the parking bays where y'all pull in and fly out uh but other than that it seems to be everything is pretty much automated uh azula leads you and the union ambassador uh to a side conference room uh but even the conference room is just massive mm-hmm. it, it, it's huge it, it has fruit everywhere has all kinds of amenities and treats, snacks, 
Um, it's got some large TVs. Um, you, you know how like for most people, a reasonable size TV is like maybe 50 inches in their living room? Yeah. This is like 15 feet. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah, so like the, the walls are just huge. Um, everything is magnificent, turned up to 10 and the dial's broken off. Okay. You know, it's excessive, <laughs> pretty much. Um, but then Azula just kind of like nods her head at the uh, the administrator and she uh, leaves the room, leaving just you and uh, him. Okay. Um, I'm going to stand there and as I look at him, I'm like, well, you want to tell me what the plan is? The plan. Um, certainly. You certainly don't need to know all of the nitty gritty uh, details at the moment, um, but you, you do deserve somewhat of an explanation. Uh, please have a seat. It appears they've brought all the possible snacks and amenities we could possibly want. Um, I'm not particularly hungry. A cryo sleep makes you a bit uh, queasy. So what is your... Um, uh, I mean, obviously you knew that you were coming to Pollux. Um, what did you think was in store? Were you provided any information? Not really. Uh, I knew I was coming here to to work on my past and maybe develop a future. But I don't really know what's going on. Hmm. Well, like I said, I chose you myself. Not not only for your connection to the commander of this previous mission, um, my deepest sympathies. Uh, I have very... I, I don't have all of the details. Um... But I do knew I do know that it was a great success what he had managed to achieve. Now, as for what you are going to be doing, we have quite a difficult mission ahead of us. Mine, for example, as the union administrator, uh, is to determine if Pollux is worthy of core planet status and if we should install a blink gate uh, closer to this section of Quetzal's flight. Now, this tends to be quite a long process. There's a lot of factors for me to analyze. I can't possibly take care of everything. Now, I do have people scattered across the planet. Uh, not that I have put there myself, but that Union uh, has organized ahead of me. Uh, after all, this request for uh, for planet status, uh, for core planet status, was submitted Oh, at, at this point. had to have been 50 years ago by now. Um, we've had the planet under watch for a while, but there are many things that I need to organize and analyze before I provide my seal of approval as it is. Now, 
there is one major hindrance uh, presenting itself that we need resolved prior to approval. And that's what I'm hoping you can take care of. It's a security issue. What kind of security issue? Well, I have yet to receive all of the details from our flight here, but I imagine that that is included in the long list of security uh, issues for this planet. Now, in particular, and I trust this stays between the two of us, and I'll just look expectantly at you. Yeah. There is someone on this planet at some point in time that has organized its destruction. Now, I say at some point in time because we cannot pin that time frame down. They do not exist solely at this moment. They don't exist? It's all very subjective. The information that I had received prior to our flight here, you know, from at this point 50 years ago in their time, a matter of a month in ours, uh, reports seem to indicate that the responsible individual jumps from year to year. That's interesting. Uh, Any idea who it is? Not in the slightest. That's part of what I need your help with. I'm sure the attack on the forward meteor has some kind of indication, uh, but it's all still very gray. Now, I'm obviously not going to be opening this planet to much easier access to the rest of the known galaxy uh, with this interesting issue present. Agreed? I think that's fairly reasonable. Now, the question is... Where do we get some leads, and what's the next step? And frankly, I need you to do that while I analyze the rest of the goings-on from this planet from the last 50 years. I think I can do that. I guess I just have one question and one request. Please, whatever it is. Uh, First, where do I get started? Well, I'm sure reports from the forward meteor incident are going to be generated shortly by uh, Miss Sky and her associates. Uh, Take a day or two and get comfortable in the city um, as we've 
briefly discussed, this problem does not necessarily have a time frame uh, that we can pin down. However, you know, destruction of the planet is better solved sooner rather than later. Um, but take some time, get comfortable, and I will forward you those reports or we can meet uh, when they become available. Now, did you bring a team with you or were you hoping to recruit um, some individuals on planet? It's uh, funny you ask that because the question I had was, could you associate the rendezvous with the individuals I've been working with? I believe we got separated in the uh, course of exiting the ship. Ah, of course. Um, and then he'll just like lean over and uh, snap his fingers and the door will whoosh back open and Azula will step back inside uh, and he'll gesture for you to direct their names to Azula. Okay. I provide their information to Azula and uh, give them, give her generalized descriptions. Uh, just, just unless you want me to actually do it. I figure that's just a quick and easy way to resolve that. Um, and then uh, just uh, wait, wait to see what, what she can provide me with to locate them. She will type away at her data pad for about 10 seconds with uh, no indication, uh, basically, while she's working, uh, basically the entire time that you've uh, that you've seen her and, and been in her presence um, whenever she's not directly asking or answering a question. Uh, she's looking down at her data pad and typing or looking something up or um, it, she's a busy bee. It, it appears she hardly ever looks up from her data pad, uh, but she types away busily at it for several seconds and then she looks back up, nods at uh, the union administrator and uh, basically just ate. We'll get it done and she'll step uh quickly out of the room uh the door shuts back behind you uh, i guess that works i'm gonna look back at uh, mr han and i'm gonna say well uh in the meantime where's the guy get a drink <laughs> well i'm sure there is a bar somewhere in here but how about we get uh, ourselves acquainted in our uh uh, our own residences, which I'm sure KGI in all their glory would be happy to provide us somewhere in this godforsaken tower. Uh, works for me. Uh, mm -hmm. I guess I'll just wait to be told where to go. <laughs> Indeed. And then, uh, you know, he'll get up from his chair and uh, if you're going to follow him, he basically just like goes out, starts looking around and uh, Azula is talking to uh, somebody at a desk, one of the very few people that you've actually seen in this tower so far. Um, you're still kind of like in the transportation area of the tower, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. You know, like all the normal people uh, enter at street level, but all the important people enter up top. Uh, you haven't seen anybody else so far, um, but you're still kind of in that general area. And she is actually... Uh, seeing you walk out again she'll just nod and um uh, finish her conversation with the guy at the desk she's gonna walk off in this other direction actually uh to a collection 
of small circles on the ground that are mm-hmm. basically just shoulder width apart. And uh, she will look back down at her data pad, push a couple of buttons, and she is actually going to, like, like her figure itself is going to shimmer and then disappear. Okay. So the union administrator uh, and yourself, I, I suppose, are going, if you're still following me, uh, going to walk over to the, um, to the man at the desk. Mm-hmm. and uh, just in, inquire about uh, room and board and um, and obviously that's already been taken care of um, but at this point I guess we're kind of hit a time mark um, to where we kind of need to either make this its own episode or tack this onto episode 3 um, I was kind of leaning towards tacking it onto episode 3 Yep, that works for me. Okay. Um, so at this point, um, I guess we are going to uh, to nail it down on your room and board as being collected for you within the tower, unless you would like to uh, pursue somewhere else. That is up to you. I'll just go straight to the room and board and rest. Okay. I haven't had the chance to rest after a pretty hectic battle, so I think that's something I, I should do. Yeah, I mean, when you had first uh, gone down, you were, like, seeking medical attention. Yep. <laughs> right? So you just kind of been, like, wiping up your own blood with your T-shirt and <laughs> yep. taking it. Um, so I know I've been uh, talking a lot and, like, giving a lot of detail. I know we were kind of jumping into a lot of the setting and stuff that, you know, necessitated some detail giving on my part and introducing some characters and stuff. But is there anything that Glasgow didn't get to cover or had any questions for that um, – I may have steamrolled over you at some point. Uh, not really. Glasgow is a fairly man of short words, and uh, he he's he's also a military man, so he's used to just following orders. So he doesn't he's not known to ask many questions, um, unless it's something that he feels is going to bend his morality. So at this point, he's just kind of seeing where things take him, following orders, and and uh, being a good soldier. I guess is how you would describe it. Hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but I guess that is going to conclude this episode, uh, and we're going to continue on with episode four, uh, next week, hopefully is when I'm going to have that posted. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks for, uh, uh, being here, Glasgow slash Smalls. Glad to have you back and we'll get you back playing with everybody else, uh, hopefully on Thursday. Yep. Sounds good.